It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss Podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. Hello, I'm Stephen Willis of the Locked On Ole Miss Podcast, and I'm joined by Michael Katz from the Daily Journal. And I know you're probably expecting Shark Tank Live tonight. You're going to have to deal with us and the one and only Michael Katz because I have a little bit of an appearance to do. So I do apologize for that, but Shark Tank Live will be back next week as well. How you doing, Michael? I'm I'm glad I finally made it back. Uh, you know, as you know, the weather in this part of the country has been a little wacky. Did, did you have any of the falling iguanas uh, out where you are in Florida? I saw that was a thing. Yes. Um, anytime it gets below 45 degrees, um, falling iguanas is a thing. And it got down to 39 um, on Saturday or Sunday night, which is one of my two or three days in Florida to where it gets down into the thirties. I get to put a beanie on the whole nine yards and get to pretend like I'm going through y'all like an ice storm. <laughs> you know, I was, I was in LA uh, when the worst of it happened uh, and I got, and I was supposed to come back on a Monday and then that got pushed back and then I was supposed to come back Tuesday and then I got pushed back, came back Wednesday. Uh, it was not the uh, most, uh, it was not the, the most comfortable drive I've ever had. In my life but i've got a little bit of snow experience from my time in wyoming so my sister is telling me i probably could have made a pretty good uh a pretty good little side hustle doing like taxi services uh, as, as 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 a snow guy because uh I, from what i hear that this is not a common thing uh, in, in in oxford or mississippi no and, and and you look at it and they're like mississippians and the state of mississippi they can't handle snow and ice and that's just because they don't budget for it. They don't treat the roads for it. They don't do any of that stuff. So everybody up north can do it because there is some work to mitigate everything. But, you know, why spend all the money to get the stuff that would be necessary for something that's happened every 15 years? Yeah, no, for sure. Of course, I, I call myself a professional. And uh, the first thing I did yesterday when I walked outside was just absolutely eat it. I mean, just just devastatingly. My girlfriend was right there just laughing at me. I was like, this is this is great. I, I need this to melt very, very badly. Yeah. Whenever I lived up in Pennsylvania, like the first part of September, I would end up going to Lowe's or Home Depot and buying about 300 pounds of concrete <laughs> just to put in the back of my pickup truck because I knew the snow and the ice was coming and just to be ready for it. So, you know, we talked before the Peach Bowl about what could happen with Ole Miss football if Ole Miss won that game. And Ole Miss did win that game. In actually very convincing fashion, they won that game. And all of the hype and all of the accolades are starting to come to where every way-too-early poll has Ole Miss between 5th and 7th, which is about the right spot. Everybody's talking about Ole Miss as a potential host for the 2024 playoff. And honestly, there's probably no ceiling on this team. Uh, what do you think, you know, resetting after the Peach Bowl? I think that, and you're right. I mean, the score wasn't even that close, and it really wasn't even as close as the score indicated. I mean, Ole Miss won that game uh, very convincingly, like you said. Um, I think that Ole Miss has a couple really important things going for them. One, you've got a quarterback, and that is so, so important in college football. Uh, there are so many teams that are, are right there, and, you know, the rest of the team is is in a really good spot and they're a quarterback away and things happen when you don't have the quarterback. Uh, but Ole Miss is going to have a third year starter 
a guy who's played in four years worth of games, uh, going back to his time at SC, a veteran who played an incredible game uh, in the Peach Bowl uh, against one of the best defenses. I know they weren't, they didn't have necessarily all their guys, but Ole Miss did everything wanted uh, in the passing game uh, against that Penn State defense. It was it was pretty incredible. So you've got a quarterback coming back, and that is so big uh, in college football. Two, you've got a defensive coordinator who has has made they made a big jump this year. They're going to make a big jump again, especially with all this new talent coming in. So you've got a defense that's on the rise, and then you know most importantly, you've you're not dealing with the um, the head coaching rumors thing this time around. Uh, you know, it seems like every offseason that's a thing, and you know it, it maybe came up a little bit, but it was nothing. I never felt like, at least me personally, that it was ever too uh, big of a thing this offseason or this season. Uh, I think Lane understands that like, this is, this is the team, like this team can do some really, really important things. Uh, he's, he's a great head coach. I don't, you know, people have a lot of opinions on Lane Kiffin, but you can't take away what he has done, uh, over these last few years at Ole Miss, um, in transforming this program into, uh, you know, again, a, a team that pretty much everybody is saying is, you know, at the very, very worst, the top 10 team. Almost everybody has them in the playoff, and a lot of places have them in the top five or six. I mean, it's you have all of the key components, and I know that you know losing Quinshawn Judkins that's 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 tough. Uh, there's there's no way around that. But Lane Kiffin offenses always find a way to, to to produce in the running game, and it's not like the cupboard is bare. I mean, you've got Bentley back. You, you brought in Diggs from LSU, who's a really really good back uh, as well when he's healthy. Um, so I, I think that that, you know, when, when you're looking at the potential losses that could have come, if they had lost a dart, that would have been devastating because uh, you have everything else and then you, you're missing that one piece. You have the most important piece of all. And you've got all these guys coming back. You're adding new talent. You've got the coaching. I, I really do think that, of course, I, listen, I, I know that so much can happen between now and, and when the games start and, and throughout the course of a, of a season, but I the hype is warranted. I mean, there are so many important pieces that Ole Miss has um, in, in an SEC that you know is going through a bit of a transformation. Uh, you know, Nick Saban's gone. Uh, you know, obviously Kirby Smart is still at Georgia, and they're they're doing great stuff. But you know, you look outside of them, you've got Texas and Oklahoma coming in. Uh, but you, it, you know, other than than Georgia and uh, you know, I. You used to probably put them at the top, but you know, Ole Miss is going to get a chance uh, against them too. Here, uh, it's it's pretty. There, there is a spot for Ole Miss to really take that next step, and uh, I, I think that all the pieces are there for them to try to do that. You know, and a low key thing that I've talked about, and I, I've been doing my show now for about three years, and each year I was like, "Hey, this year is probably the most talent." that Ole Miss has accumulated in my lifetime. And then the next year is even more. And then this year is absolutely ridiculous when you look at it. When you have a quarterback coming back and you have an offense that is averaging, let's say conservatively, about 30 to 35 points a game. And now with this defense coming in to where you may only have to score 20 to win, um, I don't think that Georgia is going to be able to bully Ole Miss the way they did in Athens. And I nobody else on the schedule 
you know, Alabama is not on the schedule. That it wouldn't matter what was going on. Those numbers on the side of the helmets that messes with Lane Kiffin for whatever reason, they're not on the schedule. That's probably the biggest win. But I do not think that Georgia, even though their whole defense is going to be top 100 players this year, I don't know if they're going to be able to bully it. And I mean, we're looking at Kirk Herb Street, um, Chris Fowler, ABC Primetime. That game will be the game of the SEC potentially in 2024. Yeah, I mean, you you think back to that, and, and Lane has brought this up, that that game against Georgia was a really huge moment uh, for the program because that was the sort of moment where you know you're, you're, you're good, but, like, how do you become great? And that requires dudes, and Georgia had the dudes, and Ole Miss didn't have as many as they needed. And so what did Ole Miss do? They got a ton of dudes. They got talented guys that can – can match or get, I'll get a heck of a lot closer to matching those elite, uh, you know, players that you're going to see in Georgia, especially up front. I think that's, that's the most important thing is matching up up front, uh, particularly defensively. Uh, I mean, you look at, at what, not only just what Ole Miss is bringing back with the guys who have, have decided, uh, you know, to come back for the additional year, but when you add in the, uh, you know, Walter Nolan and Princely Umami Ellen, uh, all of these guys, I mean, these are NFL players, t- elite talents. Uh, that's, you know, uh, those games against Georgia, like, that's why you get these guys. It's not for the games against, like, Wake Forest. Uh, you should be able to beat Wake Forest, uh, you know, without those guys. But that's those aren't the games that matter. It's it's those games late in the season, uh, the games against Georgia, the games against Oklahoma, the games against LSU. Uh, when they've got talent, too, you got to be able to match it. And, and coaching is so important, and we know that. But sometimes it does come back. It does come down to: Do you have the dudes? And Ole Miss has the dudes. I don't think there's any question. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one-selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get zero percent APR for 84 months, or up to thirty-three hundred dollars off select compact tractors. See the details at kubotaorangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. You know, let's change gears a little bit. Um, we've been talking about football. Let's go to the, on to the hardwood and the Chris Beard experience right now at Ole Miss. And what we have is a storyline that is developing. And that is Ole Miss is a pretty good team at home. On the road, they are really struggling now. Winning at Auburn and winning at Tennessee, that's a completely different story. Now, the LSU game, I would contend that's probably the black eye if they have one at the moment. But everybody's going to look at the score, and I'm like, you know, nobody's going to remember the score at the end of the year. They're just going to say, oh, they lost at Auburn. They lost at Tennessee. What does Ole Miss need to do to get to nine and nine and get to that NCAA tournament and, and to continue the momentum of the program. So I think there's, and like you said, like losing at Auburn and losing at Tennessee, like, yeah, you'd love to win those games, but those aren't like you, you can live with those. Those are hard. No, not many teams win there. Uh, those are really good programs and really good places. Uh, really tough places to play. The LSU one though, like you said, that's, that's gotta be a little bit concerning. Get more LSU is. Um, and I think there's, there's a couple things that when you look at Ole Miss that they're going to need to do to sort of even things out, whether it's on the home or on the, on the road, because 
the home schedule is about to get rougher too, just the SEC being what it is. Um, but, you know, rebounding has been an issue uh, all year. They have been out-rebounded. Uh, I think they have like almost the, it's like minus two and a half uh, rebounds per game. It's 290, I think, nationally, something like that. Um, and in those games, in their three losses, they're getting out rebounded by six per game. So that's something that needs to change. And I don't know if it's something that happens overnight. I don't know if it's schematic. I don't know if it's players, but that is something that has been an issue, even wins this year, but it's become really apparent uh, in the losses. The other thing is it seems like teams cannot miss from three uh, against Ole Miss in, 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 those, in those losses. I think they're shooting 42% from three. Um, in those LSU, uh, Auburn, Tennessee are shooting 42% from three and uh, almost 51% from the field. Auburn um, shot almost 60. Yeah, no. And so I, I think yeah. it's, and, and again, shot making, shot making, and just sometimes guys hit shots. But that defending the three, I know, is something that, that I think really drives coaches crazy um, because sometimes you can have everything right. And it's one guy laid on a rotation and it's just a backbreaking moment. And it just sort of escalates from there. Um, so I think defending the three point shot is, is something I'm going to be interested to see because overall this year, I think they're only giving up 32%, which is pretty good. It's in like the top third nationally, but in those three losses, it's, it's been really, really tough. And yes, I know quality of competition does change numbers. And obviously, uh, you know, playing against Tennessee is, is different than playing against uh some of the teams you played earlier. Uh, but, but I do think that's something that is, is, is it, it's going to have to even out a little bit. You know, I have um, Tim Thomas on my show, former Ole Miss basketball player. And he talks about basketball, unlike other sports, a home court in basketball is probably worth 10 to 12 points. What, what do you think about that with the home and the road that's going on with Ole Miss right now? I think, and, and I think the important thing is that home court is, it's, it's changing here a little bit. I think it is actually becoming a factor. Uh, you know, for the last couple of years, let's be honest, it maybe wasn't uh, as intimidating a place to play uh, as it could be. Um, but now that Ole Miss is, is sort of uh, asserting itself and there's excitement uh, around this program, uh, I do think a home court advantage is starting to develop a little bit. But when you look at Tennessee and you look at Auburn, I mean, those places are absolutely insane. Uh, I don't I don't know what what LSU is at the moment, but that place can get insane for any sport at any time. Um, yeah, I was they just need a reason to party. <laughs> exactly. I was I, uh, I, I I had on LSU gymnastics the other day and it was like yeah. completely full. And I was like, OK, you don't they don't really need a reason. Yeah, they'll they'll figure out a way <laughs> to get in there. But um, I, 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 I do think it is. It's huge. And, and that's why I think. You know, you listen to every press conference that, that Chris Beard has, and at the end, it's always a message to the fans that we need you out at these home games. Because so I think he understands that the the more the louder it is, the more things can swing in your favor. Um, you know, look at um, almost the next opponent's Arkansas. Obviously, it's here. Arkansas has had an incredible home court advantage the last few years under Eric Musselman. That place has been nuts. Um, and so I think that he understands as well as anybody what, what, you know, even the, the, the smallest little things in such a good league and in such a high level of college basketball can make the difference. Uh, the more, the more of an advantage, the louder you can get a place. Uh, I, I really do think it makes a difference. And, and, you know, Ole Miss has played at two really tough places. They're going to play in some more tough places. Ole Miss needs this to be a tough place. 
It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Yes, I, they, they need to hold serve a little bit um, at home um, for them to get to where they want to get in year one of this Chris Beard program building. And you it starts tomorrow night with Arkansas, honestly. And Arkansas, they're what, one in four in the SEC right now? They are, they're struggling. They're scuffling. This is probably a game. I don't, I hate the term must win. I hate that more than anybody. There's no such thing as a must win in January. But this is an important foot fo- important basketball game. 100%. No, it's it's you know one thing you never want to lose 3 in a row and cuz then you know then you you got players maybe start wondering about what's what's going on, how do how do we get ourselves out of this funk. But two, you know, I, again I, I hate I don't want to use like the term vulnerable, but this is a more vulnerable Arkansas team than we have seen uh in recent years like if 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 you can't get this one out of the way, it's I mean you've got A&M Coming up, that's a brutal place to play. Uh, and, it's like going you know, to the dentist office. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, mm. And so I think that you know you never want the possibility of turning into three or four or five or you know whatever it is. And I don't th- I don't think players look at it that way, but I do think that sometimes you know momentum does roll both ways. So I think that getting a win, especially at home, like you said, holding serve at home, I think you need that not just for uh you know team morale but i think that the more games you win at home the more likely you are to get people to keep coming back to those games uh and filling out the arena and getting that home field advantage back up so i do think tomorrow's big like you said it's it's, it's going to be what january 24th when the game is or on, on on wednesday um yeah no i mean it's not a do or die but I think I think it's I think momentum does matter in a game like this, and I think Ole Miss can can get the ball rolling in the right direction. You know, it's interesting also to think about. It, this is January twenty third, and this is the first losing streak that Chris Beard has had at Ole Miss since he took the job, and it's a two game streak. It's not even a major thing, and I, I think everybody needs to take a deep breath, decompress, and realize exactly what that means. Honestly. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, Ole Miss has, has, has had a lot worse in, in recent years in terms of these skids. They have had multiple skids of like five, six, whatever uh, it is in the last couple of years. They already have their most wins since like 2019 or 20 or whatever it is. Um, and it's only January. Uh, this is a program that's obviously going in the right direction. I know that when things are going really well, when you start the way they did, I think there's just an expectation that like, oh, well, obviously we're going to keep it going, but uh, the schedule gets tougher. That's just the way it is. No one usually goes undefeated uh, unless you're a John Wooden UCLA team in, you know, 60 years ago. Um, you know, you, you, you'll drop games, but I think that, uh, you know, and that's why I think tomorrow is important too, is, is, is how do you stop the bleeding? Uh, and it's not even bleeding. It's like, it's like you got like a little cut and there's a little blood coming out. Uh, but, you know, when things do start to get a little bit rough for the first time, how do you bounce back? And so I, th- I think it is important, but 
the sky falling is, uh, I, I, <laughs> I don't think it's anywhere near there yet. You know, and it's interesting before I let you go today, um, Alan Flanagan did not have a particularly good week last week. And I think that is because this is my theory. That Auburn game meant so much to him and his dad. Everybody picked up on that. And that game probably caused an overlooked type situation with LSU. They played sloppy. All of a sudden, you ended up dropping that game. And then it almost turned into a gossamer situation from Looney Tunes to where, you know, hug him and squeeze him and call him George type situation. And I think Ole Miss just wanted it so much that that game early just got away from him. And, and that's my yeah. theory on what happened last week. Yeah, I think that especially in this new era of, of, of portal movement, you are going to get some guys maybe get a little bit too high. And especially when you have a coach who is coming from that place too, uh, that that's a lot of, that's a lot of emotion, I think. And uh, especially for a team that is in its first year under a head coach. Um, I, I think you, teams have to learn how to deal with those sorts of things. And so, uh, yeah, you know, he, he didn't have a great week, but he's, they're going to need him. And, and I think that he, you know, you never want to have to go through losses, but I think, you can learn stuff through these situations. So again, I think tomorrow is important for him too. How do you bounce back from a, a bad stretch on an individual level? Um, so yeah, I, I imagine that Auburn game was probably, uh, you know, that that was probably a big one. But you don't want to let that turn into three, four, five games. I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah, exactly. Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Michael Katz from the Daily Journal. Journal. Tell everybody what you got cooking down there. Uh, you know, the reason I had all these basketball stats is because I'm doing a basketball story. So <laughs> uh, I, I decided to do some research right beforehand. So I'll have an analysis piece coming out in the next couple of days about kind of the, the good and the bad, what's been working, what hasn't over this this little stretch here. Uh, and then, you know, it's, you know, I'm just, I'm always on like, I'm always on call for uh, for, for a transfer portal thing. So uh, you know, it's it's a 24-7 job, but somebody's got to do it, right? That's right. You do a fantastic job. The Daily Journal, give it a read as basketball analysis piece. And if Ole Miss gets some good news in the transfer portal, check him out there as well. Anyway, Michael, thank you so much for joining us, and we'll talk to you next time, buddy. Absolutely, man. Appreciate you. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.